Welcome to Boating Insights. This is a podcast about achieving your boating dreams, brought to you by Above and Beyond Boating. We deliver the leading courses to skipper your own boat. Well, hi there. Welcome back to Boating Insights. My name is Neil Driscoll. Today I'm going to be talking to you a little bit about boarding, so boarding ladders, boarding platforms, getting on board boats in a variety of contexts. Now, we're going to break this down today into having a look at what you do in different scenarios when you're uh, either getting on board a boat from the land, uh, possibly from a dinghy, or also from the water. And I'll, I'll go through those as we get to them. Starting off with the land, generally speaking, you've only really got three options. You're either getting on from the, the bow, the stern, or the, the beam. I've, I've left kind of trailers out of this one for now i'm really just looking at if the boat's actually in the water already so a few thoughts for you things you you might have come across or not come across to try and make things a little bit easier one i'm a big fan of is the fender steps now this isn't uh, a fender that's just tied on either the end this is a actually a something that's designed to be a fender step the key difference being the shape of it means that it should naturally roll whereas if you put a normal fender on the side of the boat often when you step on it it can roll and potentially be quite dangerous so these are something you can buy as a single step or a double step i'm a massive fan of them they're really helpful and can just help make it a bit easier and safer for people and also help indicate for people joining the boat that might not be that experienced where where it is you want them to get on board on that note just a quickie but from the training side of things when we you know first start the beginner 101 courses you'll often actually just take a second to show people how to get onto the boat and off the boat on the boat it's generally quite straightforward because it's obviously fairly similar to going up a ladder getting off the boat isn't always as obvious and so taking the time to do that while the boat's moored and stationary and safe can be pay dividends later if that if you're giving that advice to people that you might need to uh, for example go ashore with a line for you later on so that's just something to consider now going outside of the the fender steps there's something that you might have on the side the other thing is you might want to just actually make it quite easy you know maybe have a sticker or a, uh, an obvious ribbon if you don't have a gate that just makes it clear for people where they should step on board uh, it's not always an option but if you can give thought to having uh, like where you put the mooring line so it doesn't go directly across where you want people to board or, or, or get off the boat that can be helpful and also depending on the scenario you might consider having a you know a line or something that people can hold on to when when they're getting in getting in and getting on it really depends on what the scenario is that you've you've got but one of the my favorite things I've come across is the is the addition of fender steps to make things a little bit easier. Now, if you've got a permanent berth you, and you're getting on from, from the side, you might consider setting up some sort of a step or step configuration. They don't need to be something that's like super fancy and expensive. You can make it pretty basic. I did want to mention at this point, just be very careful of just putting getting something plastic, for example, like a milk crate and putting it out. It's out in the sun all the time and basically being used for something it wasn't designed for and the risk that you have or there's you know a lot of risk 
you know stepping on something that's not actually strapped down but one of the one of the many concerns i have with using milk crates as a step is that you can actually step on them the plastic's degrade and you basically kind of just put your foot straight through it and all the broken plastic just shreds your leg uh, and then you can't get it off so really quite dangerous and i think if you are thinking that you want some sort of a step on board maybe just try and find something that's a little bit safer and or a lot safer and a little bit you know more user friendly i've also seen lots of people if they're going around the world or you know going on long voyages where you are in and out of marinas and you don't know what you're going to find having a look at just a really simple kind of two or three step folding aluminium ladder that you can stash somewhere so really light really easy to use do you have to be careful obviously light is great in some respects but yeah leave it on the dock and it'll probably just blow away or blow over so it would like any ladder need someone holding it in position and things but can just give you a really nice and easy option to have with you if you are going in and out of different berths and you're not living in a permanent location now we'll we'll look at the the bow and stern in a moment but something else i just wanted to raise at this point is considering an option if you if basically if it doesn't work out so if you actually end up in the water have you thought this through so where would you end up could you actually get out of the water are you going to end up stuck between fenders or stuck under a jetty basically thinking through if i where i've chosen to get on and off the boat if i'm let's say especially if you're on your own there might not be anyone around if this doesn't work and I do fall in, have I given some thought to how that can work so that I can try and make sure that I've I've got an, an access point and that I can kind of find my way back out of the water again? If the answer to that is no, then you, you might want to give that one some thought. On that note, just, you know, hopefully it doesn't happen, but on the unplanned falling into the water or, or when you're stepping on board, I am quite a big fan of... Uh, having a, a simple small dry bag that I take with me on on these kind of just general getting on and off of boats and especially when I was managing boats for a long time and in that bag is where I would put my electronic car key and phone and a couple of other things just so that when I was stepping off and on of boats a lot every day that I I just minimize the chance of something falling out of my pocket uh, I've still lost plenty of phones keys sunglasses over the years but it's I'm confident that I would have lost a lot more if I w- wasn't doing that as well. And it does just help you keep everything together. So you're kind of passing a bag on board and you don't necessarily have all those things in your pocket. And obviously if you fall in, then they don't get destroyed as well, which is handy. Still looking at getting on board. If we're going down the option of being more bow in or stern in, which is bow in is very, very common in parts of the Mediterranean. For example, I, we spent our honeymoon somewhere in Greece where due to an earthquake that had happened previously you actually couldn't reverse up to any of the harbour walls because there was a lot of debris in the water so you had to go bow in to keep the rudders safe often well one of the things i wanted to say about going bow in or stern in is if you look around in the marinas anywhere that you're having to do either of those you'll often see that people have come up with quite ingenious solutions based on that location and the reason i'm being a bit broad here is because depending if you're going on to a kind of a fixed 
wall or jetty so basically are you stepping ashore on like a key where it's not going up and down or is it kind of something that's floating that goes up and down with the tide even if there is any tide the reason i mention this is because that will completely change the setup what you need because the thing you're stepping onto stays at one height but the boat goes up and down uh, or the boat and the thing it's tied to go up and down together everything changes so you just need to kind of factor that in and looking at what people have come up with is quite a quite a good idea i've often seen in scenarios where you you do have that setup of having to get off from the bow that you might like sometimes i've seen people set up a way where you can kind of have the pulpit at the front actually might uh, open in some way or have a gate or they might have found a way of putting a step in over the top of the bow roller so there's a lot of very clever things can be done all the way down to just having a simple scaffolding board on board that you might also use as a fender board so that's literally just a kind of hard bit of timber with some holes drilled in it that you can use for tying on fender board so the idea is if you were against a pylon or something for example then you could put a fender either side of the pylon and then the the board goes against the fenders so the board rubs up and down the pylon and the fenders keep the board off of the boat you'll often find something like that can be multifunctional that might might be all you need as a sort of mini passerelle to get you off and on if you're doing lots of boarding off and on of the the stern then one of the complexities that come into play is you know, multi holes are often going all right here because of how they're set up but the for monoholes you've often got a dinghy in the way if you've got any kind of davit set up so that can all just need a bit more bit more thought if it's a a permanent setup and you've got a, a dinghy there being moored stern in can get a bit complicated so you'll probably have already had to come up with a, a, an alternative solution but if you are going down the line of a a passerelle then just really give some thought to how often you're going to use it so the passerelle sorry just the the ramp that you've got at the back basically the sort of walkway that you see a bit like gangplank if you like the uh, you know i've seen them where they've got beautiful rails on the side or again just a very kind of simple uh, folding piece of aluminium that's been adapted key things i've found is it's really important that they're easy to use it's important that they're anchored to the boat in a secure way it's important that you can have the dock end lifted up a bit because otherwise the danger is a bit sort of sitting right on the dock when when you're stepping off that actually a bit of movement can cause the boat end to jump out while you're standing on it and then it's not secured and obviously it falls in the water and so do you and you know just getting wet is probably the best case scenario that can happen there so looking at the setup of those is quite important and it really does vary based on the location so the kind of wharfs that you're coming into how much space you've got how high they are where they're moving on the tide so that's why i'm saying if you are looking at setting something up or spending an extended period of time somewhere just pay attention and funnily enough simple is often key i have used some extremely fancy looking but unimaginably complicated systems and then i've used some very simple boards that are just tied in an ingenious way where they can be used in multiple setups and it's just important again that whole thing think about you know if you're setting the boat up so you're going off and on the, at the back particularly is there a way that you can maybe put the boarding ladder down before you secure the boat so if you do fall in that you can get it down because depending how big that space is you might not actually be able to for fold the boarding ladder down if needed so just a quick summary there we're talking about getting on board the boat from the beam the bow or the stern on the beam 
the one of my favorite things is definitely fender steps out and just maybe if you haven't got a gate marking with even just a simple bit of ribbon or something or a board here sticker and showing people that are new to the boat the best way of getting on and off if you're looking at the bow and stern and you're looking at a kind of permanent setup making sure that you've got yourself a good look around at what other people in the area are doing and trying to work out why they're doing that and i'm sure they'll be happy to share that knowledge with you and just try and keep it simple where and whatever you do avoid plastic milk crates now we've really just looked at getting on board from the land now i just want to have a little look at going getting on board from the water otherwise i don't think we're really doing this justice on that note i'm gonna put this into planned and unplanned being in the water now unplanned really comes into the whole man overboard we do a lot of different uh, pieces on that over time so this isn't in any way a dedicated man overboard podcast but let's start off with plan so plan basically means you're in the water so you've chosen to go for a swim a few things might make your life easier one that i love is oversized swimming ladders you'll see some boats and manufacturers have actually done that already and they've found ingenious ways of putting really significant boarding ladders on board the key thing i'd say here is think dive boat so if you look at how the dive boats organized getting people who are potentially not that fit not that water confident and heavily laden in and out of the water they they've got this pretty well sorted out you might well find if you're planning to do quite a bit of swimming and i hope you are that you really get a bit of benefit out of looking at taking something that might not be that user friendly and finding a way of making it a bit bigger or putting a bigger ladder in or extending it by a rung or two just make it a lot easier and a lot more user friendly getting out of the water now if just something if, if, if you're new to boating you might not be familiar with it big fan personally of always putting a line out the back of the boat with something floating usually just a fender i've grown up in tidal waters that's essential because people get tired and basically it just gives them something to hold on to but also it can just be a nice way of just marking the back of the boat and just helping keep people a bit clear of you. It does depend where you are, but you know, swimming in a really busy anchorage is potentially quite dangerous because if you've got lots of tenders around and people can't see you in the water, it might not be the best place to be going for a swim and you probably need to just think about that and it, it, as a minimum have just like you would with a pool and young children around just make sure you've got a dedicated spotter and a way that you can draw attention to people who might be driving around to make sure that you're keeping everyone safe if, if if you can and if you can't i would suggest that you need another plan and you know if you feel uncomfortable with the the boats and the traffic where you are swimming then it's probably not a very good place to have a swim on the other side of things the unplanned being in the water so obviously this might be if you've fallen off the boat and it was moving i'm really for the purpose of this looking at the maybe you were getting out of the dinghy or some of the stuff we talked about on the land but one way or another or the boats moored on the mooring buoy or anchor or something and you, you've fallen in have you given any thought to how you could access the ladder like could you put an extra bit of string on or line that comes down to the water sometimes I actually fold the ladder into the water overnight and bring it back up again in the morning. I'll, I'll be honest with you, I've, I've done a lot of miles sailing around with the ladder in the water before I remembered that I didn't pull it up in the morning. Uh, it never really did it any harm. Uh, I'd much rather that than someone be stuck in the water with no way of getting out. The shape of a boat makes a huge impact on this. I know sometimes you can get these kind of things about the size of a can of Coke that's got a little string ladder you can pull out. 
before you completely commit that that's a solution, I would encourage you to have a go at trying to climb uh, half a metre or a metre of uh, small unsupported rope uh, with no hand grabs and see if that's really going to work for you. If you're reasonably fit and agile, I'd say you've got a reasonable chance. If you're not, you might want to have a look at seeing if you can also put some extra bits of rope or knotted cord or something else in the water as well that would make it easier for you. Also, being able to draw attention to yourself being in the water, so maybe somewhere near the transom that you can access having uh, a whistle or a sound device that makes it easier. But if you can think about particularly maybe leaving the boarding ladder set up in a way that it can be folded in uh, from the water and you can pull it down to yourself, that can be helpful. Also, if you can, obviously warm water on a day that you're going to swim anyway, but just have a go at testing some of these things out. And also, I'd really consider looking at a buoyancy aid or a flotation aid. So difference, really simple. Life jacket often is inflatable, but the concept is it's something that's got a lot of forward buoyancy and behind your head that will roll you if it's the correct size, will roll you out of the water if you're unable to and get your face or roll your face up out of the water. A buoyancy aid, which has different names in different countries, but is usually about 50 newtons and will just help keep you afloat. Really common in some countries, really rare in others, but they will make a massive difference if you fall in and you're tired or there's a bit of cold water shock or maybe you've had a couple of drinks, maybe all of these things, and they will keep you a bit higher in the water. They'll make it a lot easier for you to tread water while you make a plan. They'll make you easier to see. They've hopefully got a whistle on. So obviously you're not going to necessarily sit around at Anchorage wearing a buoyancy aid all the time. But if you're going backwards and forwards along docks on your own, you're going out, definitely if you're going out on the dinghy. But if you're doing anything where you know, you're finding yourself potentially in scenarios where you could be falling in the water and there's no one else around, you, you really do want to be considering if not a life jacket, then at least a buoyancy aid to help make it a bit easier for you while you sort yourself out and hopefully get out, get back up out of the water. All I'm going to say about unplanned being in the water in terms of other issues such as, you know, from normal man overboard is all the times I'm talking about now with being in the water and it planned, or it being planned, sorry, then they are great opportunities to test some of your recovery options and look at any kind of slings or equipment that you're carrying and and just try them so that you can see how they'll work. Usually when I've tried things on a boat, they didn't work immediately, but with a little bit of modifications, we were able to make them work really well. So that's just something I wanted to mention. A few thoughts for you about boarding, making it a bit easier and hopefully helping keep you all safe. Thanks very much for listening.